You're a monster. Oh, you already started the camera? I've started everything. Oh, well, what are we doing? I was just pulling up stats while you were on your phone, so I was kind of hanging out. Okay, well, let's go. All right, you ready? Yep. Welcome in to another week of the Fantasy Monsters with Caleb and James. James, how are we doing today? Good. Man, I'm starting to get a little bored, and this is just my opinion. We just did our rookie dynasty draft, lots of trades happened, and now it's like sitting idle. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think that stuff goes through waves. I think everyone gets yeah. real hyped up for the drafts and want to yeah. move around. Like I'm ready, you know, we, and we'll talk I mean, a little bit more. I mean, that's usually the time of year when I trade the most is around like rookie draft times. Right. You, you do trade way too much around that time, but, and, and, and I know, like I said, we'll get some, into some more about mini camps and stuff, but, um, once I think the actual training is, camp hits, yeah, I think because we'll, there's already been some reports that are kind of interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll, we'll get to them a little bit later. Uh, but James, just real quick, if they wanted to get in touch with us, they wanted to follow us on social media. Uh, where would they be able to come find us at? Yeah, yeah. Twitter and Facebook at the TFL Monsters, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, and Anchor, the Fancy Monsters, or the Fancy Monsters Podcast. Yeah, guys, come check out our YouTube page. Um, come watch some of the videos we've been posting. You know, click a like, click the little bell. Uh, you can see us whenever we uh, post a new video. Those are a lot of fun. We love doing them for you guys. Um, but real quick, too, we do have some news we want to jump into. Some of this is going to be a lot of fun to discuss, and some not so much. Uh, but James, what do we got in monster news this week? Yeah, we'll start it off. Some of these are more injury related. Players coming back. So uh, Joe Burrow looks like he's on track for week one. Yeah, which that's was be a huge. big concern. But it's also, do you think there'll still be that injury dip for him in drafts this year, going just a little bit lower than he probably would have if he didn't get injured? I think so. It's just because I'm it's kind of hoping knee. so. It's just because of the yeah, knee. I'm kind of hoping so. Um, yeah, I, I mean, nice. I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind taking a late shot like, on him. Yeah, at all for sure. <laughs> I'll gladly take that. I mean, like I the eighth round. Had ten, I think he played 10 games last year, and I think in over half of them, he threw he for 300 so yards. Good. Yeah. I mean, where would you, where would be, because where he should go and where he may go in some of these I think drafts. The biggest debate for in drafts about this quarterback around him is going to be Burrow or Herbert. Which side do you fall on that? Because if you don't remember, Herbert was great last year. I mean, if we're he taking, if I have the choice of taking either of them, the same in, draft price. Same just draft price. To make this, yeah, just to make I, this argument. I feel like I would take Burrow. Yeah, I think I would go Burrow too. I feel like but he's I on think, the worst team, and f- to me, the the fantasy upside of that kind of outweighs. Yeah, he does. There is more talent, and he's going to need to pass the ball more. But I do think whichever one you pick, I think it's going to be close. I can see yeah, either I, one coming I, out ahead. I think it will be close. I mean, Herbert wouldn't have won Rookie of the Year if Burrow stayed healthy. Yeah, maybe he not. wouldn't have. There's no way. Like, because we were already kind of arguing that I didn't like that Herbert won over Justin Jefferson. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't think we would have had those issues if Burrow stayed healthy. But I mean, just real quickly, where would you like not let him get past? Like, if you were like eighth round, ninth round, seventh round, like, where would you kind of be like, probably, I'm taking my shot here? Probably later than seventh round. It'd probably be like ninth or 10th, but I'm a late quarterback. I know we both kind of kind are. I'm a guy, so I'm not really going to be jumping on people unless it's like Dak Prescott again, falling to like the seventh round <laughs> or something around there. It didn't, who did I take in that league in that redraft league? I believe one of them, you got Josh Allen pretty late last year. No, I thought you had Josh Allen. I thought I had Kyler Murray. Yeah. I think I yeah. got Kyler Murray people, in the eighth. Yeah. 
And I was just yeah, like, this really is low. ridiculous. Yeah. So, all right, next. Uh, Denver waved to Sean Hamilton after he tore his ACL, not with the team. So they were able to release him on a non-football injury. I hate that. I yeah, hate it that sucks. so much. Well, they were waiting on if someone was coming to get him because there were talks of him being traded, but it looks like no one was willing to trade for him. So they just released him. Yeah, I'm not happy. I don't like that the league can do this. Um, let's let's get let's get this out in the open. It's very nuanced. Um, well, it's basically like you got hurt and not on company grounds, exactly. so we can let you go. Exactly. But company also thinks that when you're not on company grounds, you have to do everything that you do on company grounds outside of company. Gr- yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like they're they're required to work out in the off season. They're required to work on route running. They're required to work on their throws. They're you know all of these things you're required to do by your organization. Yet if you get hurt outside of the, you know, the practice field or just the normal field, mm-hmm. then we can just let you go for whatever reason. Yeah. And, and I that just kind of bugs me. I don't think this is really going to matter unless like the Aaron Rodgers moves to Denver or something. If it's Drew Locke, I don't think the third wide receiver for Denver is going to matter, but I do right. think this bumps Tim Patrick up to the third. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Tim Patrick had a pretty good season. Deshaun Hamilton came into the league supposed to be the number two. There. There's a ton. Of, there's always been a ton of hype with Deshaun Hamilton. I always haven't been the biggest fan of him. He's had some moments, but mm-hmm. I think at his best outlook, if he was still on Denver and healthy, would be the number, number three. Four. Number I was going to say three or four. Yeah. yeah. So and Tim Patrick irrelevant. definitely. I mean, think about Cortland Sutton not being there. He had the opportunity to kind of you know, and Jerry Judy was the number one. It seemed like borderline Tim Patrick almost was the number one at times. And then Deshaun Hamilton just kept slowly, slowly sliding down. So, yeah. and then this one, uh, this piece of news is actually kind of. I'm really curious your thoughts on this. I know it's yeah. So Travis Etienne, so far in uh, the mini camp, he's been taking pretty much all the snaps at the wide receiver position. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's going to be like he's not going to be a full time wide receiver for him or anything. But I mean, the possibilities mm-hmm. are very exciting. Yeah, so I... I mean, this could just be news. Like, this could just be, like... I don't think Just it is. headline, just, like, they put this out there for a salacious headline. Because, I mean, what are they really doing in minicamp right now? But, I mean, if he's going to be out at wide receiver a lot, it makes me even more excited for ETN. Because I, I feel like I've been a little bit higher than most people on ETN right now. Mm-hmm. And this is like one of the, because I mean, just that connection, getting Trevor Lawrence comfortable in an NFL offense early in his NFL career with a teammate he had incredible success with in college. I I think that matters. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, at the end of the day, it's still a weapon. And they still took him in the first round. Right. I mean, it's still a weapon. It doesn't, it really does not matter at all. And I I don't think it's noise. I definitely think this is... what they're trying to kind of push for. And one of the things that makes it very intriguing to me is you kind of start seeing some of these running backs that have excellent wide receiver yeah. skills, like a Christian McCaffrey and Alvin Kamara come into Aaron the league. Jones plays and, what, uh, lines up yeah, outside all Aaron the time. Jones, yeah, I mean, there's a ton of guys now, you know, so th- they can do that. And when they do that, they create mismatches. I think the thing that kind of bugs me and, and maybe this is just like, my own stupidity, but could be kind of the pay difference between a running back and a wide receiver. Oh yeah. It's huge. Like that, that little gap there, I shouldn't say little gap, that big well, gap on, there. On your second deals. It doesn't matter. I don't yeah. care what deals. So on your, but you're right. Your second deals. Did you go and pay or try to get this running back knowing 
that that second deal wouldn't be as high as if you went and got an Elijah Moore at that same spot. That's actually a slot receiver. So like, I don't know if they're trying to kind of play the little money game in this too, but I would rather if you're, if he is planning on playing in the slot, but I mean, if he is going to be, if he's going to excel at it and he does great, he's going to get a contract like Alvin Kamara and guys like that who can do both. Uh, disregard the uh, that noise. The uh, it's okay. The <laughs> house is no longer on fire. Yeah, the, uh, no longer. That. <laughs> yeah. Um, Dak Prescott. Next piece of news. He looks like he's on track to be ready for training camp, which is another piece of good health news. Yeah, it's great. He's on my dynasty league so, or on my dynasty team. So um, I'm pretty excited. Before he got hurt, I mean, he was just he was kind of tearing it up, and I'm really yeah, intrigued, about him intrigued to see. How well he does this year. So yeah, OJ Howard also looks like he's on track to be ready for training camp, which that's interesting. That tight end group there, just that whole offensive group. They just got they're deep <laughs> at every position besides <laughs> running back, but they have a bunch of them. Yeah, they just do whatever. They, I mean, they just have way too much. But it's funny because like everybody's comparing themselves to them right now, and it's really funny. <laughs> yeah, uh, Cortland Sutton also plans to be ready for training camp, yep. which is good news. Good for me. And then uh, the Packers they signed a little uh, court, little known quarterback to a one year deal. Former first rounder. Yeah, Blake Bortles. Yeah, Mister. Read Blakey. into this at all? Um, I mean, I do think the just, fact that uh, they signed Blake Bortles. If there's no, if they trade Aaron Rodgers, and they don't get a quarterback in the deal. Blake Bortles will be their starter. Yeah, that's what I was going to say too. Yeah, <laughs> I th- I think the signing of Blake Bortles because they also signed a, signed a couple other people too. I thought. Yeah, no one um, has, no one of relevance, yeah. but to me that just kind of shows that. Which I honestly love is still not ready. I mean, it's clearly not going to be as good as Aaron Rodgers for Devontae Adams and Aaron Jones and everyone else. Mm-hmm. But Blake Bortles has produced fantasy success in the past. Yeah, he 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 has. Um, yeah, it won't be to Aaron uh, Aaron Rodgers standards by no, any freaking means. It's not going to be number one overall wide no. receiver Devontae Adams next no, year. No way. And it's funny because I keep telling people if you're the Devontae Adams owner, you need to be getting nervous. Oh yeah, you need to. You know, like I know in 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 our dynasty league, I offered up a very very good trade. I think it was a first round pick and a player, and they wanted like more than one first round pick. And it's like, look, dude, I get it, but like, I don't even know if Aaron Rodgers is going to be there. I'm not giving up that much, you know? So if Aaron Rodgers is not there, Devontae Adams, where would you rank him then in your wide receivers? Like, are you still I mean, saying top five, top where, 10? It does depend what quarterback they come in, but I, I find so it hard to Bortles. imagine. If it's Blake Bortles. He'd be around that 10 spot. So I, I would think top five would be out of the question. I, I agree with you. I don't think top five would be in the question. I would almost put him as maybe top 12. If not, maybe... I mean, he did produce Allen Robinson having a fourth overall wide receiver for a year. He, I mean, he'll throw mm-hmm. the ball, so... Yeah, it's just... It is it is interesting. It just makes me a little nervous. It would make me very, very, very nervous. I th- I mean, I think it'd be hilarious and fun to watch. Well, I kind of I want it to happen just to show <laughs> that Devonta Adams owner in our league to... Okay, that sucks for you, bro. Could <laughs> have let him go when you had the chance. Got he it. has so much work to do on that team anyway. I feel bad for the guy, actually. Yeah, but... Not my problem. It's a dynasty league. You can make it work. Yeah. But yeah, no, I I think it's going to be very interesting to see what happens. So yep, that's it for news. We got nothing else in news? Nope. All right. 
So now we're going to go ahead and jump into our AFC East preview. So last week we did the NFC. This week we're doing AFC. And we're just going to go in order of uh, like, you know, season end of last season. So let's go ahead and jump in with the Buffalo Bills. You want to talk Josh Allen? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a great place to start. Uh, depending on what format you have, he's either first or second in total mm-hmm. points last year. Formats we use, he was first in total yeah. points last year. Yeah, he had a great season. I mean, it's it's kind of strange to where this dude has gotten to from where he started. Well, not even for just where he started, but from where everybody thought he was going to be. Like, they're like, this guy's not, you know, with his accuracy issues. He was and, fourth in completion percentage last year. Yeah, man. And threw the ball the six most times. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what else you can really say. Josh Allen, each season has just improved and improved and improved. And honestly, I don't see anything changing. Well, that was the nice... I mean, I think you just have to kind of read the tea leaves from what they didn't do in the draft. They didn't do in free agency. They didn't do picking up players. Mm-hmm. They are not as focused on the run game as some people think they... Should be. Could be. Yeah. Yes. And they're just going to be airing the ball out. Us. <laughs> Again, like I said, yeah, he threw the ball the six most times last year. Mm-hmm. And the nice thing is, is his touchdown percentage really isn't that high. It's not like it's not recreatable, which is nice because like Aaron Rodgers, 9.1. He is Aaron Rodgers. He's got close to that before. He's not doing that again next year. Mm -hmm. That's outrageous. Josh Allen's was more modest around Mm 6.5, which is above, uh, decently above average, but it's not ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, when you, when you watch Josh Allen, you know, what was really nice is you think of the, you know, his ability to run, which honestly is super awesome. On, when you look at last season, I mean, dude, the dude threw for over 5,000 yards. Yeah. And, I mean, he had a couple games where he threw for over 400 yards in that game. He still had 42 touchdowns to 11 interceptions. Which Correction, is, he threw for 4,500 yards. We didn't have a 5,000-yard oh, pass I'm, last I'm, year. Sorry, I'm actually Included also counting playoffs. playoffs. Yeah. <laughs> so that's my bad. So uh, let's adjust that then. Can I adjust that? Yeah. Let me get rid of postseason so that doesn't look so strange to me. Yeah, but I think that is the biggest concern. Like, where is he going to go in drafts? Yeah. So, yeah. I Because I, I do think there's more of a chance it's a repeat of last year than a significant fall back to earth. But I do think it's all going to depend on his price if I'm going to be looking at him in drafts. Well, look at it this way. With every Last year, there was two quarterbacks that went very early. You had Patrick Mahomes and you had Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. Look at your top two quarterbacks that finished the season. Guess who it wasn't? Yeah. Patrick Mahomes or Lamar Jackson. I mean, they were up there, but they, they were, they were still top five. I and think. any time no, you take that Lamar chance wasn't. on, um, yeah, no Lamar. Lamar he finished wasn't. 10th. Yeah. He was at the, he was back in. Yeah. Any time you take a quarterback that high, you're just, you have to get, be the best or second best quarterback right. in the league. And I just, it's very rare for them to repeat like that. Yeah. It, it is very hard to repeat. And I think Mahomes has been the more consistent, you know, cause he's, yeah, he's always seen top fourth. five. Yeah. yeah he's he's always top fourth, five. Yeah. I don't see Josh Allen dropping out of the top five, but will he be able to recreate it with some of the other teams we are going to talk about where their defenses have kind of improved? We'll have to wait and see. Yeah. But I am really excited to watch Josh Allen. So next year, who would you rather have Josh Allen, Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray, Really? Yeah, I don't know why. I, I think just, I go Josh Allen there. I just love Kyler. I also bought his jersey now, so I kind of feel like I have to go that way. Okay, because I think that's like the perfect debate. 
It really is. It's a great, and they finished one, two, pending on format, right? No, it was Josh Allen and Rogers. Really? Flip flopped. Yep. I thought Kyler Murray, I thought Kyler Murray was, was he three? He was three in some format and some formats. He was sixth. Hmm. Very interesting. Yep. I don't know. We'll see. But I just like Kyler Murray a lot. Uh, he did have a, some rough games at the end of the season. So uh, now to our stuff we really don't care about, but we're going to spend time on talking about is running backs. And why you shouldn't be drafting any of them. Yeah. Neither one of them are, are worth having. Uh, if you have them, dump them. Don't draft them. Um, I don't see anything changing. I don't think I just you don't do think either. either of them can separate from the other one. So it makes them both irrelevant. They're the exact same running back. Close, yeah, pretty close. They're, to me, they're the exact same. Uh, when you look at a lot of their abilities and what they do possess and what they don't possess, it's very similar. They neither don't one possess. Them, they, they don't possess a lot. <laughs> neither one of them are going to get a lot of passes out of the backfield. Um, their rushing, I think, has just been kind of atrocious. Well, atrocious. The, the thing, like Devin Singletary's rookie year, he was able to break off some big plays and stuff like that. We just did not see any of that last year in that run game. True. Yeah, that is true. Um, but again, at the same time, like, do you blame the running back or do you blame the fact that this team's more offensive lines more heavily pass oriented? Well, I think they, I think they're kind of linked. Mm-hmm. I think because they realize they don't have the rushers in the backfield, they need to focus more on the air attack. And they went all out last year. Okay. So if you had to take a shot, where would you go? If you had to. That is so tough. Yeah, it that really is, is. so tough. Because they both finished very similar, I think, didn't I, they? I mean, I'd probably just lean Moss just because I think Age. he's going to get more red zone work. I don't think age really matters. I mean, there's like, what, a year difference between them? Two years at the most? They're yeah, only one draft one. class apart. Yeah, they're only one draft class apart. Um, sorry. Yeah, I'm looking. I'm running. Or I'm grabbing all of their stats. I'm having trouble getting there. Yeah, because I'm like, why are you looking this up? <laughs> well, I'm looking. I'm trying to find their receiving stats, which is, yeah, they probably are. They're like, this isn't even worth you paying attention yeah, to. So worthless. why are you even going there? Okay. So Zach Moss on the season had 95 yards receiving on 14 catches. That's a lot. That is burning the world down. Dude. Insane lights out, dude. Like congratulations. Um, that's not what I like seeing out of, out of a running back. And supposedly the starter, um, Devin Singletary had 269 yards on 38 carries. Neither one of them had a touchdown. You mean receptions? On receptions, yeah. yes. No, I'm sorry. Uh, Zach Moss had one in his first game. I don't like that. I, if I'm if I'm kind of drafting a uh, drafting a running back, he needs to be able to get receptions or have the opportunity to get receptions. And neither one of these really seem to be the to be able to get that. Uh, I would still take my shot with Devin Singletary, and here's why. I still think he's just going to be the starter. I think in a vacuum. I still think he's more talented, but I don't. They're both just disgusting to talk about in that <laughs> running back rotation. They could add carry on. They could add one of these great rookie running backs coming out. They could add a lot of different players. Chris Carson and free agency. There were options. They took none of them. Yeah. I mean, he looks. looks Devin Singletary finished with a 4.4 yards per attempt last season. 
but this is this this is the statistic that's going to really blow your mind. How many touchdowns did he have on the whole entire season? Like just know. guys, literally low three. Keep, keep this in mind, seriously. He said three. Mm-hmm. You're very close. How many? Two. Yeah. Now keep in mind, how many did Zach Moss have? Uh, I don't know. Tell me. Four. Okay. So, so between That's your top two Moss. running back, <laughs> between your top two running backs on your team, you had six touchdowns. Whereas I think if I'm not mistaken, I don't have Josh Allen's stats back up, or do I? Yeah, I do. Here we go. Josh Allen <laughs> had eight rushing. Yeah, that's the concern. So I just don't see the point of having uh, having either one of them, but I would still take my shot with Singletary if I had to. Okay, let's get to the wide receiver group here. Because I know are... this is all you really care about. Oh, it's interesting. So, yeah, Stefan Diggs last year, probably maybe the surprise of last year in drafts. I would say so. I mean, he exploded with Josh Allen. They seem like best buds out there. Stefan Diggs is just like one of those like awesome players, it looks like, for a team. Just everyone's hype guy. Seems like he's pretty funny. But, yeah, I mean, third overall last year at the wide receiver position in 16 games. And the strange part was just the incredible volume he saw. Week mm-hmm. after week after week. Mm-hmm. You wanna? I thought you were going to go into the volume. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So Stefan Diggs, I think, was one of those guys that most people were drafting really late. Yeah, you probably went around like seventh round usually, if not later. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's crazy, and just to see him finish where he did, kind of what we said, or I know I was thinking this in the off season last year before the season started is he wanted to leave Minnesota and be the guy. Yeah, He wanted that. He did not want to have to fight for a number two spot or a number one spot. He wanted to be the guy. Well, he did it. Yeah, he averaged <laughs> over 10 targets a game. Yeah. At 166 so, targets last year. I keep keeps defaulting me to these stinking playoff stats. But yes, I mean, his, his targets were almost Michael Thomas type. Yeah. You know, like that's the amount of targets he was getting. And he did not get that many ever. In Minnesota. No. He had 127 receptions. I think the most he had in Minnesota was like around 90. Mm-hmm. He'd ne- I don't even think he hit 100. He had eight touchdowns, which was incredible. His yards per reception was pretty good at 12.1. And he has still had 1,500 yards. Yeah. So he, not only was he getting downfield, he isn't, and we've said this before, he's a really good well, route he runner. He can do everything. Yeah, he, he, he can, can do, do everything. everything. And I think even with the offseason moves, bringing in Emmanuel Sanders, they still have Cole Beasley there as well that we'll, we'll kind of talk to uh, talk about. I still think he's going to be the dominant number one. Oh, yeah. no, that's And I no still question. think him and Josh Allen are just going to have the greatest of times. Yeah. Like, I don't see that changing. Yeah. Yeah, they'll be one of the top quarterback wide receiver duos next year if you're looking to stack in drafts or get a value on them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Because I think Stefan Diggs, I mean, after the season he just had, he's not going round seven or eight. We know oh, that. No, no. Where no. are you thinking he's going? Back in Back one? Three. No, 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 not that not that high. Not third. even early two? No. You no. think the third round? Yeah. I don't know about that. I think he'll go before the before the third. I mean what who what wide receivers are you taking over him right now then? Because I feel like he's going to be the top one of the top three wide receivers off the board. I would board. take uh, Devontae Adams. Even with take, no Rodgers. Well, okay, that's a mate. Okay, right now we're assuming Rodgers is still there. 
I'm not assuming that I'm actually assuming okay, Rodgers won't be there. Change the player by one. Okay. okay. Devontae Adams. Okay. I'm counting him. Okay, that's fine. Tyreek Hill. I'm counting him. DeAndre Hopkins. I'm counting him. Then you start getting into, I'll probably take AJ Brown over him. Dude. Calvin Ridley. That's a that's a debate. That is going to be a Julio's debate. Less, because... I think Justin Jefferson's around there. I think DK Metcalf is around there. I think it all depends. But when your first round is heavily running eighty percent running backs, your yeah. second round's fifty percent running backs. I think there's only a couple spots up there for wide receivers. So that's why I think maybe okay. back second, okay. early okay. third. I'll go with some of those. Some of those I don't like, but some of them I do. So Which that ones makes do you sense. not like. We don't have to discuss that now. Okay. We got all that crap coming later. Yeah. All right, so let's look at Emmanuel Sanders. So keep in mind, guys, he did not play <laughs> Buffalo last season. Nope. If you forgot, um, he did play with the Saints. And it wasn't that uh, impressive. And I kind of think this is just a one-year move, and I'm really not excited about Emmanuel Sanders in Buffalo. I think he's going to end up being the bridge for another Buffalo wide receiver who I like, Gabriel Davis. Mm-hmm. I think it's just a buffer year until Gabriel Davis is able to take over that other outside wide receiver position for the team. But I think Cole Beasley stays in the slot, and I think Cole Beasley will probably be the number two you're looking at this year. Yeah, when I when I look at Emmanuel Sanders, I mean, even in... He's just, he's getting really old. He still has the outrageous injury concerns, and he's just less and less. At his peaks, he was incredible. But he's just, he's been in the league for a long time, man. Maybe yeah, I mean, he time. only saw 81 targets last year, 61 receptions. And when you when you watch Saints games, though, like I, I remember watching like Michael Thomas was hurt. Yeah. And the first thing I'm sitting here thinking like, dude, Sanders is going to just step up like that. He, dude, he didn't. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> he still he, didn't he really ball, do much. He caught the ball 61 times, ended up with five touchdowns. I think that might be something he can play in Buffalo, be a, somewhat of a red zone weapon. Right. But I just... I don't know. I mean, I think Diggs is going to be such a dominant number one in that offense. And I think Cole Beasley is going to be his safety blanket. I'm just, I'm just not super excited about Emmanuel Sanders. I mean, would you take, I mean, if you were looking for a depth play and you ha- you were t- looking at one of these two wide receivers, would you take a chance on Cole Beasley or would you go with Emmanuel Sanders? I'd go Cole Beasley. Cole Beasley only had four touchdowns last season. Had around the same amount of receptions. Yeah, but he saw 107 targets. No, he did not. I'm sorry. He had 82 receptions, and Diggs only had 61. Right? Yeah. Or uh, Sanders had 61. And Cole Beasley was a little volatile last year. There were some games where he didn't do anything, and some games where he exploded. Which <laughs> I think it's just going to be more of the same, but I would still think Cole Beasley's going to be the better play. Yeah, I mean, there's games where... He had three receptions. He had five receptions. He had two receptions. Then he's had games where he's had 11 receptions. Yep. And it's just like, okay, well, let's have more of those. I think John Brown at this point of their careers was is the better receiver than Emmanuel Sanders. So I'm expecting less out of that positional spot than they got last year. Okay. Well, talk about Gabriel Davis because I'm sure not a lot of people have really been paying attention to him. Uh, he's, last year he was a rookie. And... um. He didn't see a ton of targets or anything, but he was able to show some flashes of his talent. Big plays. I think he will is able, if they allow him to mature on the outside and be their number two wide receiver. Okay. You think he's going to go undrafted and redraft though? Yeah. Probably. So this is more of a dynasty. Yeah. Play. Yeah. He's a, yeah. He's a dynasty guy for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. 
Yeah, I mean, so I'm not as familiar with him. I didn't really pay attention to Gabriel Davis. Um, but, you know, coming out of US, uh, UCF, um, love that college, by the way. The Knights, their logo looks so cool. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, he had 35 receptions on 61 targets, which isn't terrible. Almost 600 yards. The one thing that re- I really like is, dude, seven his... Seven touchdowns. Well, seven touchdowns, and his his yards per reception yeah, was 17.1. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's high. Yeah. I mean, he's getting downfield, man. Uh, so that's, that's actually really exciting, but yeah, seven touchdowns is insane. So, um, yeah, you could be absolutely right. I think he might be, um, you know what, dude, what, what do you think if they just brought in Emmanuel Sanders to groom him? That's yeah. That's just basically that veteran presence. He's he's not actually him to a one year deal. It's not worth a ton of money. I think it was like $6 million. I think he will be the starter this year in that positional spot. You think so? But I think it'll be a decent mix. But yeah, if I, if I was taking a shot in a dynasty league on a guy you could get pretty cheap. Gabriel Davis would probably be one of those guys. Is he on your dynasty roster? No, he's not. Hmm. Whose roster is he on? Uh, I think Brian's. That's disappointing. Brian probably has no clue who he is. Possibly. <laughs> Until you try trading for him. Yeah, and then let's just see how it works out. Uh, last but not least, uh, we're gonna jump to tight ends. Tight ends was pretty boring last year. Yeah, they did not I don't like see, their tight ends. I don't see it changing. Yeah, I don't see anything changing. Dawson Knox is not a bad tight end by any means. Uh, but it's just they don't really throw to their tight ends. They don't really scheme a lot for, uh, for their tight end game. It's it's basically wide receivers and nothing. Again, no running backs in this scenario either. Yeah. Uh. Let's just take a quick gander at some of his statistics. Do you have it up? No. I mean, they did bring in Jacob Hollister, but I think that is also... I just don't think they're going to be using the tight end. Uh, with Seattle, right? Was he yep. in Seattle before this? So, Dawson Knox had three touchdowns on the season. He only had 24 receptions on 45 targets. Again, they just do not hyper-target tight ends in this on this team. Uh, he only had 288 yards. That slightly might go up, but I don't see it significantly changing. Yeah. I doubt he'll even be like a streamer guy next year. No, I think I used him for one game just because of a matchup and it bit me in the butt really bad. Yeah, it was really bad. Uh, So, I mean, you look at him, I don't, there's been, there was one game where he had basically seven targets. Everything else is like fours and threes and twos. So. No worries there. I mean, uh, it's kind of hard to be a starting tight end and finish outside the top thirty-two tight ends. Yep. And so that's what again, we're it's just about here. yeah, it's just he finished thirty-six at the position last year in twelve games. Yeah, he's just scheme. So mm, don't draft him. Yep. Basically, it. All right, so we're going to go ahead and look at Miami. They finished second at ten and six. Barely missed the playoffs. Barely. I, honestly, they should have made the playoffs. I would have really, really enjoyed it. I've got my Dolphins uh, Tua jersey in there, and we're going to go ahead and uh, chat Tua. I think a big win this year is they didn't really bring in a quarterback. I think they're really trying to figure out what they have in Tua. Um, I know that there's been rumored to, you know, in the Deshaun Watson stuff, they were kind of rumored maybe to bring in somebody different as he was not overly electric last year. He had a couple, he had some moments where you saw the arm talent and the accuracy and stuff like that, but most of it was disappointing. It was just... It wasn't his normal self. I think you could make the argument, the lack of talent in the offense, which they tried to correct this year, bringing in Will Fuller, drafting mm-hmm. Jalen Waddle sixth overall in the NFL draft. Mm-hmm. So I think the outlook for Tua can only go up, but I think that's the quite like where is, 
the upside with Tua next year. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think because I'm not super excited right now. I like Tua. I love Tua. I think he can be that player, but I, I mm-hmm. we just have I'm to kind of see. Gonna buy into we, it we, we really have to see. I mean, he he didn't really get the ball downfield, which he's used to. No, yeah, um, usually doing. Um, he he didn't re- he just didn't really do much, and and again he basically got benched again. You know, because didn't Ryan Fitzpatrick come in again at the end of the year, right? No, I swear I thought I saw or read that he got put back in. There Did, was didn't he start a game and then they brought they brought Fitzpatrick I think you have back. It reversed. I think you have it flipped. Mm. Well, that's disappointing. I know that he got. I know Ryan Fitzpatrick got benched when they were winning. Yeah, there was a big of, deal about it. But I thought that there was drives during these games where they brought Ryan Fitzpatrick back in. Maybe I'm, maybe I am incorrect on that. But Tua finished the season with eleven touchdowns, five interceptions. It's not not anything special uh, when he when he had over two hundred and ninety attempts. Yeah, and only a sixty four point one completion percentage. Which isn't great. But I think the real concerning thing is, even if you look at his points per game, in the 10 games he played, he was 31st. Mm-hmm. Which is It's just not bad. good. Yeah, it's, it's not good. He, he definitely needs to be better. But I, I am very hopeful with him. Um, I know a lot of people lefty, think so. it's, he, he's just over. He can never get to that point. No. I'm leaning more to that side, but I'm not out. Like, I'm not ruling it out as a possibility. I Yeah, I completely disagree that he's done. I look again, look at Josh Allen. His first season was great. I shouldn't say great. It was good. It wasn't well, great. Well, I mean, but he, that was a ton of rushing added in there. So fantasy wise, right. he was good. Right. Fantasy wise, he was good. Tua but, ain't going to be doing that. Tua's not going to be running like that. He doesn't, he doesn't have that. But what I'm saying is, is I still think there's progression that could take place. And there here. were times later in the season where he was forcing the ball into tighter windows. I remember one great Gasecki catch over the mm-hmm. middle with two defenders on him. But he's, he's going to have to do more of that. Yeah. But now he's going to have the weapons. Will Fuller, Devontae Parker on opposite sides. And one he knows very well. Yep. And so. um, yeah, which I didn't. It's kind of funny when you think about it now. I saw, but there's four teammates reunited this year. You got Burrow, Jamar Chase. Yep. Jalen Hurts, Devonta Smith. Yep. Tua, Jalen Waddle. Yep. And the other one. Oh, come on. Is it wide receiver? You can do it. I know. I got off. I got first receiver. Mm. Who was it? It was a early round guy. Mm. Was it a wide receiver? I can't remember. Oh, Etn and Trevor Lawrence. Ah, it's not a wide receiver, but but yeah, yeah. So yeah, there will be some of those wide receiver college quarterback. Running well, back and even yeah, and even then, I mean, Etn and Trevor Lawrence did do some, some okay. So, so let's skip too. running backs for a second and go to wide receivers. Okay, because I do think there is a big difference between sometimes teams are just really loaded on teams, but it's not really going to translate a ton to fantasy production. Mm -hmm. I think NFL wise, this team is going to be very, very good. They're going to be very hard to beat. Yeah, but fantasy wise, I'm not super excited about a ton of players on this team, especially Mm -hmm. at the wide receiver position. Wow, that's very surprising. Is it because of Tua or is it? Yes, it is. I'm not saying that it can't be productive, but I'm not betting on that at this point. Okay. He's, they're going to have to show me something. Okay. That's fine. You want to start with Fuller or you want to yeah. start with Parker? Yeah. Fuller? Fuller last year, I mean, don't forget when he played his 11 games, he was fifth in points per game. Fifth in points per game when he was the number one on the wide receiver. And that's the other thing. Who's going to be the number one wide receiver on this team right now? 
Devontae Parker's got the 10-year. He's got the most experience with two on that offense. He's got the height and weight. Yeah, Fuller's coming in from a different team. He's only He, he still has one game to serve on that suspension. He was brought in in free agency, though, on a one-year $10 million deal. Not a ton of money. And then you have Jalen Waddle, a rookie, coming in. He's going to be playing mostly out of the slot. Yep. I think there is a who's the number one in this offense question. So, I'm honestly, I, would I think still, Fuller is more talented. But I would still keep Parker as the number one, though, and put Fuller as your number two. But here's, I think Fuller did a fantastic job last year proving he could be your team's number one wide receiver. And I think he is more talented at this point than Devontae Parker. Yeah. Don't forget, Parker's had one good year. Yeah, I just always feel like you're gonna you to me your ex receiver usually is gonna be your your height guy. You know, your six three, six four, six five guy. He's not gonna get downfield as much. Your your Y is gonna be more speed. You know, six foot one ninety one. You know, two hundred and and four three four four. Yeah. So I just always I always just kind of automatically slot that kind of like that characteristic of a player into a number two slot. The nice thing though is I think all these receivers in this group are going to go. I think pretty much everyone on this team is going to go late in drafts. I think Fuller's not going to go super high because he's switching teams. He's on a new team with a, a left-handed productive offense. A left-handed quarterback that's vastly different than and Deshaun. And you do have to factor in, I mean, he was pot for PEDs last year. Yep. Was that somewhat of a fact? I'm kind of throwing well, it away. I'm not counting it <laughs> too much. Do you, do you remember the discussion we had, though? Yeah. Because we were like, when when we broke Maybe that news. Maybe that's the reason he stayed healthy. That was the reason yeah, he stayed healthy. <laughs> yeah. I don't think it really played in at all. I'm just going to disregard like it ever happened. Yeah. And I, I, I do think I would be taking the shot with Fuller if I had to only pick one wide receiver in this group. I, I actually don't disagree with you, unfortunately. I would I would like to, but to, Parker's just hurt me too many times. Yeah. Every every year, you know, I'm like, oh, this is going to be his year. This is going to, and then he he does some flashes. Of, oh, he's back, you know. Yeah. Or he there he is, and it, he just he's never consistent. Yep. Ever. He's just never, never, ever, ever consistent, and it's so frustrating. So I would definitely a hundred percent take my shot on Will Fuller. Glad we agree there. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah, and Waddle. He's just one of those other rookie wide receivers that if I'm taking a chance on, it's going to be very late. You know what's sad is I'd still take a chance on Waddle more than I would Parker? Devontae Parker. <laughs> I honestly don't hate it, but <laughs> like, I think, so we'll skip running backs again and not yeah. go to tight ends. Gasecki. Yeah. I think he's probably going to be the best bet for a fantasy option in this, on this team mm-hmm. where he's going to go and just the position he plays. I think Gasecki has top five upside, but I do. So they, Took one of their draft picks. They had a ton. Hunter, Hunter Long, yeah. They took him in the third round. I believe he was the third tight end off the board. And he is a receiving tight end. Yeah. He led the college football last year in receptions. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, he is a rookie tight end. I don't think he's going to be affecting the offense much, but maybe in dynasty leagues, do you think maybe in the next year or two, they lean more 12 personnel and stuff like that? Not mixing in the slot receiver quite as much? See, I don't, I don't know. And, and like, I don't know their future plans, obviously, but when you go and try and I mean, draft, there were even reports of them. If Pitts was there, they would be looking at Pitts. I th- I think that's the direction. That's what I'm seeing. I mean, we'll Brian Flores is part of the Bill Belichick coaching yeah. tree. And yeah, so two Bill tight ends would make personnel. sense, but I don't understand then why you would have drafted a Jalen Waddle unless they're trying to also yeah, kind of replace, 
Devontae Parker in the next few years. Could be. Which also could be. How much, yeah. I think Waddle would have to, uh, I'm not saying Waddle would, but if you bring in Will Fuller, could Will Fuller take over that? Like you've even mentioned Will Fuller could be the number one. I, yeah, I think, yeah. So would you slide Devontae Parker out, move Fuller in, but then can Jalen Waddle even that's be an outside exactly guy? That's the thing. I think, I think he can in limited, that, that's tough. Yeah, I think he has so, it in him, but I think he would need some development to get to that point. Because I would have rather than at that point taken Devonta Smith and not Jalen Waddle. They should have anyway, but I agree with you. Another concern. So I mean, another topic for another day. Yeah. So now we can go back to the running backs. Well, real quick, I okay. mean, when you when you look at this Let's offense, just not team, talk about their running backs at all. Yeah, we don't really care. <laughs> no, when we look at this offense, so um, I actually had. Mike Isecki in a, in a couple of leagues last year. Same. And and I wasn't that upset. There was a stretch of games. As far as the tight end position goes last year, he was, he was better than a lot of guys. Yeah, he was fine. He, he ended up with five. T- and you see the talent he has six. and you see the upside he has. Yeah. He had six touchdowns. But the thing that I like, though, is his targets. He, he, that, dude, 82 targets for a tight end is not terrible. Oh, that's a lot. That's a lot that's of a targets. Lot. So he only ended up having 53 receptions. Yeah. But he has 700 yards, which is great, and six touchdowns. And if I if I remember correctly, I believe he did start turning it on more towards the end of the season. Yeah, well, so he kind of started off kind of hot <laughs> and then really disappeared in the middle of the season, then really picked it up again for three yeah. games, and then just disappeared in seven, uh, 16 and 17. Yeah, I've kind of mentioned it on here a couple times. I have three tight ends on my dynasty team that are all kind of in the same spot. Gasecki, Robert Tanyan, and... Um, Blake Jarwin. I also have Evan Ingram, but I'm just yeah. done with him. Yeah. Gasecki is my favorite out of that bunch. Yep. But, um, I mean, there he is a tight end, so there is that possibility where he will disappoint you. But I think if we're looking at late tight ends to target, he's one of the better ones. Yeah, I agree. I don't even think he'll be there that late, unfortunately. I think people, someone's going to jump on him kind of early. I don't know why, because I would rather take him late. He'll probably be but... around that eighth tight end off the board, something around there. We'll see. But there's I, bet just Pitts, some... I bet Pitts goes ahead of him in redraft leagues. I bet that happens. God. Guys, just keep in mind, rookie tight ends do not do well. And yes, he is going to be Evan the future of tight ends. best rookie tight end season of all time, and I think it was like maybe eighth. I mean, don't get me wrong, there's a chance. There's a chance that he might do well, amazing course. because Julio Jones isn't going to be in Atlanta. But anyways, we'll we're see. not talking about Atlanta. We'll we're talking about Miami, Miami running backs. And we're going to Miami running backs. And we're going to my guy. It is your guy. This is my guy. Is I guy. will take claim to this guy. It is your guy. Because I talked him up so much last year before you year, ju- yeah. before you jumped on in, on the little bandwagon. And I also think, and we're talking about Miles Gaskins, he took a really, really good jump because they once again, this team did not draft a running back of, it, of worthy. Volume... Volume, 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 volume. That is what you get with Miles Gaskin right now in Miami. And that's what you get out of whatever starting running back they have. They yes. go with one guy and they give him everything. Yes. So, I mean, he, let's see, he played one, eight, nine, 10, 11. Cause he I did get hurt. 10 games. He did get hurt. So he played 10 games. He had 142 attempts on 584. He only had three touchdowns. Which isn't which isn't great, but he Very didn't get well. a he didn't get a lot of goal no, line work, which is probably still going to be a concern. But in those ten games, he was twelfth in points per game for the running yes. back position. Yeah, and four point one yards a carry. But again, it's all value. Yeah. Twenty twenty. Uh, no, I mean when you watch Miles Gaskin, like it's not spectacular. It's not going to blow you away. If anything, he's probably a little bit below average. Right. But it's the volume that matters. 
Yeah. Yeah, 22 what? attempts here, 21 attempts there, 18, 18. I mean, that's a lot of attempts. And, and we they did one thing at the running back position. They brought in Malcolm Brown Yep, for no money, nothing. But I do think he is going to see some playing time, and I do think maybe the red zone will be a concern for Miles Gaskin because Miles Gaskin is a little guy. Yeah. He's but, a small guy. Yeah, but here's also why I do like Miles. And, and honestly, right now, would you take a shot with Miles Gaskins or one of those Buffalo running oh, backs? Miles Gaskins, hundred percent. And here's here's the other That's reason. Not even close. Ten games, ten games, two touchdowns, receiving three hundred and eighty-eight yards, and he had forty-one receptions. He does get some passing work. Oh, he, yeah, like, he gets a do lot. Do not, yeah, do not miss the fact that he gets passing work. And if you're playing PPR or half point, that's still going to be more valuable. So he does get some passing work now over to, unfortunately the guy that has the possibility of taking a lot of goal line <laughs> opportunities away is Malcolm Brown. I just think he's going to be a pest like he's been his whole career so far. He's, yes. he's a very average running back. If he's the only guy in there and he gets the volume kind of like miles Gaskin, he will give you something that's usable, but I, I do think he's the clear number two right now, but I do mm-hmm. think he can be that threat around the red zone. Yeah, I mean, he had five touchdowns last year. And it was all basically at the beginning. But he had two games where he had two touchdowns in both of those games. Yeah. So for me, when I'm looking at him, um, he doesn't get a lot of yards. He doesn't get a lot of attempts. No. In fact, he had one game against Seattle. He had six attempts for 33 yards and two touchdowns. Yep. I think when and, all three Rams running backs last year were healthy, especially towards the back half of the season when Cam Akers kind of took over, it was clearly Malcolm Brown was the third in that rotation, but really not at, at any point last year were the Rams three running backs all healthy and playing at the right. same time. So right. there was a big mix. Like we talked about it all last week, which I mean last year, which Rams running back are you going to start? Daryl Henderson, Malcolm Brown, Cam Akers at the end of the season started popping up in there like mm-hmm. it was a nightmare. I don't think that's going to be the case in Miami, but if, he, if Miles Gaskin does go down to injury again, I think Malcolm Brown will be usable. Yeah, I mean the last two seasons he's had five touchdowns each season, which isn't again is not bad, but he he, he plays just limited see a lot of work. Yeah, yeah, he he because again he's more of a goal line guy. I mean he's two twenty two and he runs a four six. He ain't gonna be out running people, but he'll bowl them over. <laughs> two twenty two at four. I mean it's not terrible. It's not, no, it's not terrible. It's not fast, it's not fast by any means. But yeah, but no. <laughs> he's just he's five eleven. He's low to the ground. He's just gonna bowl people over. The one thing that I keep holding on to is this dude does not get receptions. Brown. Yeah, he just yeah. doesn't get a lot of receiving work. So I'm kind of holding on to maybe that aspect. He only had 23 receptions last year. Um, so we'll just kind of have to wait and see. But I do think Miles Gaskins is someone really you should watch out for, especially if right now going through training who would you rather and, take your shot on Miles Gaskins or Mike Davis? Well, Mike Davis. I mean, did you see that picture that came out yeah. with his freaking thighs? Yeah. Good grief. Uh, I mean, that's even bigger than Saquon. I don't know. I, I, I kind of like Mike Davis uh, only because of the fact that I like that offense a little bit better. Yeah. But I think, I think he's going to get goal that Davis was actually like put some, the team put capital into him. They signed him to well, a deal, traded for him. When he's Miles also Gaskin bigger. Is, yeah. He, it, he can do all of that. But I mean, that matters how much capital you, a team has in a player. And yeah. Miami just doesn't have anything. And Miles Gaskin, he was a super late round draft pick when he was drafted. Seventh round. And it's taken him a long time to get a shot. Yeah. Yeah. Seventh round, 234. And then they brought in Malcolm Brown, who was, uh, I don't even think signed. Was Did he even sign? I don't even think he was drafted. 
Did he get drafted by the Rams? Yeah, I believe so. I thought he signed after. We're going to double check that real quick. Oh, wrong Malcolm Brown. <laughs> I was about to say he was not a first round draft pick. Yes, we are talking about Malcolm Brown, the running back. I know he came out of Texas. It's 2015. Oh, man. Well, he was drafted when they were in St. Louis, so he's been around for a while. Yeah, I just said 2015. So what's that, six years? Come on. Why is this so hard to find? I don't think it... It was very late. Let's see. Oh, yep, undrafted free agent. Yeah, you were right. There you go. So, undrafted. No, you're fine, man. Bad at reading. So either way, those and that's their number one and number two running backs. So they literally have no capital there. (laughs) Yeah. But all right, do we got anything else to add to this? Miami. Yep, to Miami. Nah, it's gonna be a great defense again. I do think Miami. Dude, their defense. We'll we'll get to it later when we. Yeah, we don't need to get to it now. Predict where these teams are gonna end up. Yep. Now we're gonna go ahead and talk about the Patriots, the team we all know and love. Good old. Patriots. I've always liked them. Mostly just because everyone hates them so much. I, I hate them. <laughs> but I, I shouldn't. Um, in retrospect, I mean, it was, you know, Tom Brady is just a really good quarterback. So Bill Belichick's just an incredible coach. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, if if they don't turn it around, I mean, I'm going to give all the credit to Brady. is a lot of, uh, well, okay, last year they're missing a ton of incredible defensive starters yes, on their team. Yes. They brought in Cam Newton. And had no receivers for him to throw to, which is going to be the case again this year. But I think they're going to be a much more improved NFL team this year than they were last year. Yes. But I think fantasy-wise, it'll probably be the same. So here's my only thing with, with the Cam Newton I issue. think they're probably a playoff team this year. Well, yeah, we'll we'll definitely see. But here's my thing with the Cam Newton issue and the no wide receivers. Tom Brady did it for years. That's all I got to say. Yeah. He, he didn't have wide receivers. You know, like he just didn't have anybody and he still won Super Bowls. So I don't, I don't really care that argument. I know it was a different off season with COVID and whatnot. So he didn't get a lot of time to practice with them. But at the same time, I do not put as much weight into that just because Tom Brady did it for so long. Now he's not Tom Brady. Exactly. I was just about to say that. He's He's not not Tom Tom Brady. Brady. But and Tom Brady still had Gronk out there. He saw Julian Edelman. Cam Newton barely saw any Julian Edelman last year and Julian Edelman is no longer in the league for a reason. Yeah. So, I mean, well, it's sad to see him go, but yeah, it's probably could, the right decision. Yeah. I mean, last year, to. the top receivers for him were Demir Bird, Jacoby Myers. I agree. Like, but your team didn't also go and get you help. So, yeah, you're right. But I, again, I mean, they, I, I think, I guess they tried in their mind, but uh, they yeah, done the good old Bill Belichick try. So, yeah, we'll start with just Cam Newton outlook for this season. Well, f- yeah, first off, real quick. So, they did finish seven and nine, they didn't make the playoffs. One of the worst offenses. Um, we really saw, but what's crazy to your point though, and they were missing a lot of defensive pieces. They were still the seventh best defense in the league. Yeah. And so, I mean, if you were a Cam Newton owner at the beginning of last season, he tore it up for like that first month. He was yeah. incredible. Yeah. And then just, yeah. <laughs> All right. Now you can jump into Cam Newton. It, I think that, so they, Cam Newton, he, they brought him back, drafted Mac Jones, 15th overall pick in the first round. Mm-hmm. How many games has Mac Jones played this year? Well, if they're smart, none. Um, He's getting in there. 
I, at some point. Yeah, I, I to me again, it, it, if I put depends. it at the over under at six, you taking the over or the under. I mean, to again, I don't, I don't know because to me, they're, they're, it's so vastly different. If Cam Newton plays like he did last season, he'll be in there very quick. I would, I'd put the under. I would say he would be in there in four games. They're not going to let Cam Newton just keep throwing ten interceptions to eight touchdowns. No, you know what I'm saying. Like they're not going to do that. But he also doesn't offer the rushing that Cam Newton did. Doesn't matter. <laughs> I mean, it matters a little bit. First it's down, still turnover. Down, yeah, but ball, turnovers. It's yeah. still turnovers. And Mac Jones does not turn over the ball. But if Cam Mac, Newton I mean, comes, that's also for a reason. True. But if if Cam Newton comes out and he plays extremely well, and he comes out of the season and he's what, um, I'm chalk that to a possible loss. That one's a win. That one's a win. Three and one, four and one, possibly five and one, four and two. There's no point to put Mac Jones in as long as they're winning. So the over-unders at six games, Mac Jones plays. You're taking the over the under. If they're four and two, I'm taking the over. That it'll take more than six games, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. I, I can't give you. I don't know. I would not even take that bet. Okay. I would take the under slightly though. I think he gets in there at some point. I just, I, I it all comes down to how Cam Newton plays. If he well, plays bad, course, yeah. he's playing early. If he plays good, he's not seeing the field this season. Yeah, but this offense, so we'll, we'll get into the running backs now because apparently Caleb was mad that I uh, passed the running backs last time. Yeah, it's okay. Um, So the running backs on this team, as always, they have some talent on there, but you yeah, just can't really trust do. them or use them. Yeah. Damian Harris is a good running back when he's in there. He is talented. He can make mm-hmm. plays. Mm-hmm. They don't give him the ball. They don't throw him the ball. And he only played 10 games last year, finished 50th overall at the position. They still have Sony Michelle on the roster. They did not pick up his fifth-year option. Mm-hmm. His time in New England is ending probably faster than it is mm-hmm. slower. They drafted Ramondre Stevenson's with the 15th overall pick of the fourth round. Mm-hmm. There's already reports that he's competing with for Sony Michelle's spot mm-hmm. for the number two on this team. And then you still have good old James White, who they brought back. They re-signed. I can't believe he got re-signed. I mean, it was a one-year, $2.5 million Don't deal, care. but he will be in there. Mm-hmm. So you're looking at, at best, a three-headed horse running back rotation, and on the worst case, a four-headed. Mm. You decipher that. I don't want to. Yeah, I don't but, want to either. <laughs> so to me, though... I mean, it's clearly Damian Harris is the most talented running back in this running back group. Yes. He's got to stay healthy, but if he's in there, he saw decent rushing attempts, but yeah, just not having any of the passing work in there. And then if you are getting sniped by Cam Newton's incredible rushing prowess around the end zone, mm-hmm. that's going to take a big hit to you. Yeah, so I mean, the one thing that Cam Newton did give, um, and like you, you mentioned... You're you're talking the rushing yards, and I'm just double checking because I don't know offhand how many touchdowns he had in, in the run game. But he had twelve. He had twelve. That's a lot. He had twelve rushing touchdowns, but he he That's also keep in mind then he had six fumbles. Yeah. So he still turned the ball over more than he scored. Think okay. about it. Yeah. Yeah. If you're yeah okay. If you if you combine both, he still turned the ball over. I think. Or it might be... It's close. Yeah, it's close. it's close. Either way, it's close. It doesn't matter. It's still not good. But you're right. I mean, and I don't know how many of these offhand came inside, like, you know, the five or whatever. A lot but of them. I know a lot did. <laughs> I think one game he had three touchdowns, three, or two or three rushing touchdowns, and they were well, all like... the best 
goal line threat of all time. <laughs> yeah, like he really is. They're like, all like a yard or he's two. He's <laughs> pretty much unstoppable on the goal line. Yeah. So that does eat into so much, um, you know, for these running backs. But I would definitely take Damian Harris. I mean, he had five but, yards per attempt last year. Yeah, That's he is five. I mean, and the whole thing last year, like we were talking about, like we wanted to play this guy. You watch oh the games, my gosh. And he looks great all year. He's graded great. He looks good, but all you just year can't long. play him. Yeah, all year long we were talking Damian Harris. Just yeah, give is, him a chance. If it is Damian Harris, he, I mean, he's clearly the one you would take your shot on. Yeah, redraft leagues, though. I mean, at a certain point, he does become a value, but that is going to be it's late. late. Yeah, I, I'm not high on Sony Michelle at all. They just don't give one guy the work you want. Yeah, they're just they're never going to do that. Yeah, well, and it, you're right. And honestly, I look at it this way: is goal line work? If it's not Cam Newton, it's Ramondre Stevens. See, I, I would still I think I'd put my better bet on Damon Harris. I don't think that's where Ramondre. It's where he should excel, but he doesn't. Yeah, well, I just think that's what they're going to try and work with him on, though. Maybe. That's that's all I can think of. I mean, he should be a great goal line runner. So, <laughs> so I drafted him. too easily gets I drafted him sometimes. in Dynasty yeah. for that reason, because I think that... It was very late, though. Oh, it, it was. was. I think it was like fourth my fourth-round pick, yeah. yeah. Mid-fourth-round, I think at 4-6. Yeah, not a ton of weight so in there. I have no weight there whatsoever, but I still drafted him with yeah. the upside of... Well, he could possibly be a number two in this in this offense. Yeah, I mean, Damian <laughs> Harris is an injury risk. Sony Michelle, even if he's on the team, is an injury risk. James White is just never going to get that rushing volume. So <laughs> it's with a possibility. Multiple set of circumstances, <laughs> there is that possibility. Yeah. So, and then looking at Sony Michelle last year, I mean, he did end up with a season on uh, five point seven yards per attempt, which is really freaking good. But we know, but we know. Yeah. You watch but him, we, yeah. We know. Yeah, he had one he's, touchdown. And he just never, he never, in my opinion, has never looked very comfortable. He's always been a volume running back for them when he was being able to be used. And if you guys... What's so sad, though, is that playoff run that he had, Mm -hmm. his rookie season was so good. It was so good. Mm -hmm. And there was so much Sony Michelle hype the next year. Yep. And it has turned into absolutely nothing the past two years. Three years. Nothing. Whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, Well, it would have been two years because he was in 18. So... Yeah. But anyways, I just remember when they were coming out that I was still higher on Nick Chubb than I was Tony Michelle. See, I was the other way around. I, I know. Tony higher. Yeah, I didn't. And look who's laughing now. He, they just also don't. Yeah, the only running back they throw to is James White. I just don't like. I don't like running backs in this offense. Well, no, no one so, ever has. Moving on, because we are done with running backs, and we uh, get to the possibly. Are we going to talk about, as gross? Are we going to talk about any fun running backs today? Because I feel like it's just been team after team of just no running backs. I mean, there's uh, some. No, not like <laughs> not really. super exciting. Yeah, no, nothing's, nothing's exciting in this exciting. one. So I mean, right. this whole division's just kind of. There's some talent in there, but a lot of it is just kind of. It's. A, I think this division will be much better NFL wise than fantasy wise. Yeah. Again, yeah. Besides the Bills, that sucks. Okay. So wide receivers for the Patriots. Um. More of the same mm-hmm. is what you should expect. They brought in Nelson Aguilar, signed two-year, $22 million, which is honestly incredible. If anyone remembers a couple years ago where Nelson Aguilar was in this league, getting DMPs, not even being able to make the field with the Eagles, getting released. He was able to be decently productive last year for the Raiders mm-hmm. as their number one wide receiver as a deep threat for Derek Carr. He was able to finish 29th overall at the position in 16 games. Yeah. Yeah, it was really strange. And he was one of those streamer guys. Like, if you're playing Dana, uh, daily fantasy football, he was a guy that we had mentioned a lot. He mm-hmm. just kept those deep passes, and it would work out. I just don't know if that's going to work again. 
Yeah, I don't know how it's going to look um, in this offense. But, I mean, 18.7 yards per reception, which is deep. He's, he's, he's a deep guy. Good. Eight touchdowns, which is honestly really incredible for him. You know, he only had 48 targets, but he had almost 900 yards. Again, he gets downfield. He's not your route, your typical route runner. He's not, not going to be your possession guy. Um, and when looking at this offense, you know, we were just talking about, you know, Tom Brady being able to to win with no receivers. I still look at this as no receivers. Yeah, so it's going to so. be Aglor on one outside. And then you have a crapshoot of who else is going to be there because when we get to their tight end position, that's where they spent their weight this offseason. Mm-hmm. So you assume they're going to be going a lot more 12-man personnel. They have get back to, be. to that. So you're not going to really be using a slot receiver, and that's kind of what Jacoby Myers was doing. So looking at like Kendrick Bourne and Nikhil Harry, the other outside receiver, mm-hmm. I mean, you could throw Jacoby Myers in there too, but no one on this wide receiver core is exciting at all. I don't believe in any of them, and I'm not going to touch any of them. So far, I'm not touching anyone on the Patriots in redraft leagues. So what's crazy is you look at all of the guys we we have here. Nelson Aguilar, Kendrick Bourne, Nikhil Harry, Jacoby Myers. Yeah, they brought in Kendrick Bourne uh, as a free agent too. Mm-hmm. Thought he got overpaid. He really Definitely never got done overpaid. anything. He only had I don't two, know why they two went after him. Last year. Yeah. Anyways, Jacoby Myers would lead this group in receptions with 59. Yeah. Guys. 59 receptions. (laughs) And he had some games last year, but it was when he was the only guy there. Even score a touchdown. Yeah. Like, guys, this is, but he, is he, it looks like he can play outside though. Yeah. Yeah. He played a lot of slot this season, um, but one, two, three, he played three games where he was outside. He's six, two, two of three. I mean, that should, that's a size where you should be able to play outside. You know, Nikhil Harry would be your typical. He's definitely, I would assume, the second best talented wide receiver that out of these four. But yeah, I mean, has the tombstone like been written, carved in, and placed on top of the grave of Nikhil Harry? If it hasn't, it's getting really. It's got to be close. Um, I mean, I keep hearing that he's not even going to make the team. Like, yeah, he's going to get he cut. Was a ton of rumors about them looking to trade him. Yep. Looks like no one. Bit no one's on biting them. on it. I don't know if they cut him yet. But I just don't know what he's going to do. What's he going to do for your offense? Two what touchdowns. Has he ever done? 904. Actually, he can't even get downfield. Do you have his uh, career stats pulled up? I do. What are you looking for? All of them. So in the two seasons he's been there, he's got four total touchdowns. His average yards per reception is 9.3. His receptions total, he has 45 guys. 45 receptions in two four, years. 47 is what I've got. 33 oh. and 14. You might have the playoffs. Mm-mm. On again. I think you do. I do. Come on, playoffs. Yep. Yeah, four total touchdowns, 45 total receptions. It helps like he hasn't really played much in the playoffs. <laughs> 13 yards, yeah. Yeah, so 45, 9.2, four touchdowns still, 414 yards. That's in two full seasons. That's what most people should be doing on a per-season basis. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just not. Now, keep in mind, in 2019, he was not healthy. No, not um, at all. At all. He he was actually injured, I think, almost the whole season. Yep. But still, the hype was real coming into 2020 and oh. just a complete bust. Yeah, the year he got drafted, he was usually the number one pick in that year. I think I drafted him. Drafts. Yeah. I think I drafted him very, very high. And I'm very, very upset. Actually, I don't even think I have him anymore. If I do, he's 
going to get dropped soon because I've got better receivers. But very sad. Very, very, very sad. So let's get to the more fun stuff um, where we actually know they're going to throw the ball yeah, to. Yeah, spent almost $90 million this offseason for two players. Yeah. Johnu Smith they brought in from the Titans and Hunter Henry they brought in from the Chargers. I'm not upset. I mean, I think NFL it makes wise, sense, I man. think it really works. Yeah, dude. Fantasy-wise, though, just the volume that they're this offense is going to produce in the passing game. I'm not really excited. If you had to, who, who do you think is the number one tight end? Honestly, if they're not in a 12 man personnel, who do you think is going to be out there? I, I would take my shot with Johnny Same. Smith. Same. I just, I love Hunter Henry. Um, I've never been the big, like, he's very good, but I think Johnny Smith's athleticism and big playability is the difference maker. Well, Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. Hunter Henry's 6'5", 250. Mm-hmm. John who's 6'3", 248. But I don't know what Hunter Henry runs, but John who can run a 4'6". I do feel that he gets downfield a lot better than Hunter Henry can right now. Especially because I think Hunter Henry's coming off a couple injuries anyway. He's always coming off a couple injuries. But yeah, I mean, John who Smith had eight touchdowns last year. And at the start of the season last year, John who Smith fire. was on a tear. I was, yeah, yeah, I was just all about it. I had him in a few leagues. And he just you were going crazy, yeah, because he was finally living up to that potential. I remember at the end of the year, you were like, "Well, well, his maybe I'll take long, a shot yeah, on him again." He, he was still able to finish tenth <laughs> in fifteen games last year, but you take like the first month, month and a half of the season, he was like the number one tight end for a while there. So yeah. I mean, he. I just remember in 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 a DFS, you were just kind of like, "Well, he was so cheap. You, you always want to. I always want to use him, but <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think." I, I would I would definitely take my shot here. I think they're re- trying to recreate the the old Aaron Hernandez Gronkowski thing. I don't. I think <sighs> it works really well for the quarterbacks they have. But is Cam Newton that quarterback? Well, I think that suits him better than in the past. Yeah. Okay. Because I mean, he's made Greg Olson. You know, he's oh, he yeah. had Greg Olson, and that was and Kelvin <laughs> Benjamin, who is now, now a tight, a tight end. end. That's so funny. Oh, I love that. Yeah, we didn't even put that in the news, did we? Yeah, no. We didn't put Tim Tebow in there either. Yeah, because no one cares. However, I do think Kelvin Benjamin has more of an opportunity. Yeah, and <laughs> I just, I I think this whole team is just, I'm not, t- I'm really not, I'm not touching any of these tight ends either. I mean, the thing that concerns me is, is I don't know hard, who's going to get it. It is so hard to have a great tight end in this league. Fantasy producer to be one of those elite guys that separate yep. yourself. And you have two talented guys on your team in a low passing volume offense where these guys, I just, I don't see how it's going to work. I don't think one can really separate themselves enough from the other one. And back in the Gronk Hernandez days, that was Brady throwing the ball Mm -hmm. at his peak. I mean, that was, it's just, it's not Cam Newton. It's not Mac Jones. So I think the thing that, that is, makes me the most nervous is, I feel like Hunter Henry is going to have more receptions and probably more yards this year. Really? Yeah, I do, but less touchdowns. But I think Johnu Smith is going to have probably double the touchdowns, but less receptions and less yards. So you kind of almost have to kind of feel like where I would maybe give you Henry on receptions, but as far as yards, I think I'd go Johnu. Yeah, I just, I just, I just have that strange feeling though that Hunter Henry is going to have more yards and more catches. Are you looking at any of these guys in like redraft leagues? I mean, I would take a shot if I if I don't have a tight end because again, I pick tight ends late usually, yeah. um, unless something strange happens and someone falls. 
I'll take a late chance on a tight end. I wouldn't mind taking one on Johnny, but I don't think I'm going to take a chance on Hunter Henry this year. Yeah. I think I do have him in my dynasty league though. And I don't plan on playing Henry. Yeah. Yeah. I think you do. Yeah. So I don't, I don't plan on playing him. Yeah. That's a good one. I know one of your other tight ends, Tyler Higby or one of these two guys. Who would you rather take a shot on? I'd rather still take a shot on Johnny than Tyler. Tyler kind of really hurt me last year. Yeah, but with now all the he's hype the that came in there, I don't care, man. He was the number New one tight end. That's true. It's Stafford. Never mind. I'll keep. Tyler. I mean, it's very close for me. Yeah, but I'd keep Tyler. I'll have to dig into that more. Yeah, we'll have to. We'll just have to wait and see. Yep. All right. Jets, 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 Jets. What's the? Is that? It's just Jets. It's just three Jets, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Whatever. Let's talk about the Jets. <laughs> J E T S Jets Jets Jets. Yeah, that's it. I don't really care that much. Same. <laughs> but so they uh drafted a quarterback, if you didn't know. Yep. Second uh, overall. Should have been Fields, in my opinion. But uh Wilson is very good. Projects to be very good. Is he a rookie quarterback you're looking at this year, real late in drafts? Not this year, but I did try to target you him. I think in there Dynasty. is that possibility of him being one of those Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert of last year? I don't think so just because of this team. Same. Um, this is a completely different team it's going to look like than last year. There are going to be a lot of yeah. different pieces. Yeah. I do think that this team is going to be better than it was last year. I, I do just like don't know a lot of their, I like their new coaching. Anytime you get rid of Adam Gase, that's a good thing. Yep. The new organizational, the staff looks like they're headed in the right place. They, I like the draft picks they made, but it's a big job to rebuild the Jets. And no yeah, one's is. ever really done it. Yeah. <laughs> so. No, I mean, they've, they definitely have a lot of work to do. We'll, again, we'll just kind of have to not work looking at Wilson. Rookie quarterbacks, if they happen, you pick them up off the waiver wire. You don't yeah. draft them. Yeah. No, I'm not. I'm not drafting, uh, and I don't do two quarterbacks. I don't draft two quarterbacks. That's Same. really stupid. Um, so, if you want to draft two quarterbacks, maybe you can. But yeah, he's he should go undrafted. I am looking at some of his other pieces though that we're gonna yeah. that we there can just go ahead and talk about running backs. We'll get two. Yep. Who do you think's the starter? Because I know who I think the starter is. Well, I think you know who you want to be the starter. Uh, I think I know. Well, I don't think it's going to be Michael Carter. I think he's the one who's going to lead them in attempts and yards and pretty much everything you want. So here's why I don't think so is I, I mean, I'm not a huge fan of Michael P. Ryan. I, I know you kind of liked him a little I really, bit last I, I, year. I thought he had some juice coming out when we did our Ricky previews last year. I liked the tape on him. He was in a terrible situation last year. He didn't do much when he was in there. Yeah, it's probably not going to happen for him. Yeah, so the only concern that I have is Tevin Coleman. Yeah, I'm not I don't think he's uh, concerning for me. He saw 33 touches last year. Yeah, but 33 touches. Yeah, but he was hurt. Wasn't he? He played 8 games. Over half of his touches came in one game mm-hmm. in a running back rotation where Raheem Mostert was hurt, Jeff Wilson was hurt, Jarek McKinnon was hurt. There's plenty of opportunity for him and to he come was in hurt. there. He only played half a season. Okay, whatever. His yards per carry were 1.89. He saw five targets on the season. I mean, you look at his career statistics and it is just, he's not, he's just not good anymore, man. He is. Yeah. Done. I'm just hopeful. He is I'm done. holding out and I'm hopeful. I, I, we'll I, I give you week one. 
he'll probably have he'll probably be labeled the starter on the depth chart. He'll get that veteran bump. That happens mm-hmm. a lot. But I don't think you look at the season totals at the end of next year. I don't think it's going to be close. Yo, I definitely agree with you there. I just don't think Michael Carter is going to start the season. I think he'll take over. I think over. Michael Carter is going to be a guy late in redraft leagues to target. I wouldn't wait too long, but yeah, because I do think that he's going to go sooner rather than later. I went after him in um, Dynasty. our Dynasty rookie draft. I took him with the eighth overall pick, I yeah. believe. Grabbed all the running backs in that draft. I don't think you had eight. Did you trade? Yeah, I traded for, for, from Carlos. Oh, eight. okay. Because I was like, I had eight and I traded it to yeah, Carlos. I ended up with my uh, first three picks. I think they were all 12, top 12 picks. Took Najee at two, Michael Carter at eight, and Trey Sermon at like 12 or 13th. Yeah, I actually like mine because we're going to talk about one here in a little bit. Yep. So, yeah, that's the running backs to talk yep. about. Wide receivers. They brought in Corey Davis. Yeah. Who was good last year. Mm-hmm. 31st in 14 games. Signed as a free agent, three years, thirty-eight million. What uh, is? Would you think when we go through our rankings, do you think he's going to be a top thirty guy? Is it's going to be right around there? Yeah, it, it's definitely going to be interesting. I mean, Corey Davis is another one of those extremely inconsistent receivers yeah. that just has never really put it all together. Here he is. I do think that they gave him an opportunity to be the number one. I think he's oh, going he to be the, the number, number one. one. Yeah, he's the number I one. I think that's what there is. And he, he should have the opportunity. He had that in Tennessee. I don't think he ever really made it no, worth no, that no, no, in no, Tennessee. No, never. Especially when A.G. Brown got there. But I kind of keep forgetting that he was the fifth overall pick oh, in 2017. When he came out, I thought he was going to be like the next Julio or something yeah, like that. Yeah, like he it just, just had, blows he my had mind. The perfect package. He was everything you look for in a wide receiver. Yeah. So he finished last season with five touchdowns, 15.1 yards per reception, which isn't terrible. Um, almost a, a thousand very yards. Different offensive system. Yes. You have Derrick yes. Henry, a lot of play action. Yes. He's the number two in that offense. AJ Brown's drawing all the major double teams. And That's still going to be very it. different in New York. We'll have to see if he's going to be able to draw the... He'll draw the double teams, I think, but we'll see if he can get past it. Um, I do think Zach Wilson, though, I have Corey Davis on my team and Dynasty. Um, I'm not overly afraid to take a chance well, on Corey Davis. can't be worse than last year. Right. And I think, in my opinion, Zach Wilson is a little bit more excitable in the sense that they might be able to make some really cool plays. Oh yeah. No, so yeah, we'll, we'll kind of have to wait and see. Out of the pocket. <clears throat> and I do think that they're going to have to pass a lot more. You don't have to worry about Derek Henry taking well, yeah, 30 touches again. A long way away from being competent. Right. But which is fine. Same with the offense, they're still going to have to pass a lot. Yeah. And you do, again, you don't have Derek Henry taking 30 touches a game. No. And you're not going to have that play action game work like that. Right. So it is going to be vastly different, but I don't mind it. And, and he's someone that I'm, I'm really kind of interested in maybe in that back end of the draft and we'll kind of just have to wait and see, but I wouldn't mind him being like my third, fourth, not my third, maybe my fourth or fifth wide receiver. One of like the first or second bench spots. Right. That's probably where it's going to go. Right. So then they uh, spin up in the draft. I mean, not really spin up, but they got a highly um, thought of wide receiver in the draft. Mm -hmm. Elijah Moore, second pick of the second round. I'm really excited about this. I do like this fit a lot Mm -hmm. for their team. Mm -hmm. They can still hold out a little bit of hope for Denzel Mims who was a rookie last year, did nothing. Jamison Crowder is the only one in this offense last year that did anything. Who's also being, I don't know if you've heard this too, but is borderline possibly going to get cut before the season. Ooh, really? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we'll just talk about him too here. 
when he played last year, he was good. He played 12 games, and in those 12 games, he was 21st in points per game. Who were we talking about? Which one? Jameson Crowder. Jameson Crowder. Okay. Yeah, oh, yeah. Denzel Mims. He played nine games last year, and on a points-per-game basis, he was the 94th best wide receiver. Yeah. Not good. Yeah, I... Um, but that's the thing. Elijah Moore is just going to be that slot receiver. So I do kind of understand if you're going to cut Crowder. I don't know if I would do that yet, just so you can have more depth on the team. But, yeah, I think the Denzel Mim train is probably over. I'm not really excited about him at all. Elijah Moore is very intriguing. Yeah, I don't know. I don't mind it. I think they're two different players. I mean, oh, yeah, Denzel Mims is going to play the outside. Yeah, he only plays outside. Yeah, yeah so I, I still think Denzel Mims can be a number two in this offense. Let's see what happens when he has opportunity with a, a someone that can possibly be a good number one um, where he doesn't have to be that and let him grow. And again, I it's freaking Adam Gase. And even Sam Darnold at times did not look very good. I think with a new regime coming in with a quarterback that can play and move around the pocket like he can make some plays with his, his feet and with his arm. I am curious to see um, Denzel Mims. I do think it was take us up. I actually traded for him in dynasty um, because I felt like at some point, one of these two guys are going to make it work on this team. I've got, actually I have their whole wide receiver core. Yeah, you do <laughs> because one of these three guys is going to come out and just be dominant this year. I, I just don't know which one. Too. I do, but that's he's way on my yeah, he's deep on my bench. Yeah. But I got Elijah Moore as well, um who I really love the fit. He's on my taxi squad. I don't plan on playing him too early if I don't need to. Yeah, I keep everyone on the taxi squad as long as possible. Yeah, as long as possible. As long as possible. Um because we have a rule of once you bring them off the taxi squad, you can't put them back. Yep. So, but I do I'm I'm interested and I traded away got a pick in return, I think. And I traded away T Higgins and that's just because I felt like T Higgins with, I knew Jamar Chase was going there and so on and so forth. And the tight ends for this team are non-consequential. I think Chris, I mean, we need to talk about them (laughs) because no. Okay. (laughs) We will, I guess Chris Herndon should be good. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, He's just, I mean, if there's one player on this team who I think Adam Gaze probably affected the most is probably Chris Herndon because there were a ton of reports about where they just seemed like they did not get along. So, I mean, maybe Chris Hearn has a thing, but yeah, not no one's drafted him in redraft. If it happens, he'll be a waiver wire ad. That's so, true. Yeah. So, yeah. We talked about all these teams individually. Now let's talk about where we think these teams are going to end up in the standings in the division. Who do you think is going to finish last? Because I kind of think this division's laid out pretty easily. Yeah, I think the Jets are going to definitely finish last. I think all these teams are going to finish the same place as they did last year. But I do think there is a chance that three of these teams make the playoffs. Mm, I think Miami tough. makes the playoffs, and I think the Patriots can make the playoffs. Yeah, so I mean, I definitely think. Um, I don't know. I think. I think. I do think that they're going to finish in the same. I think the Bills' positions. record isn't going to be quite as good. I think Miami makes the playoffs, and I think the Patriots over under nine wins. It is going to be a 17-game season this year. So yeah, it's going to be different. I, I, I give them 10 wins, and I think that might be good enough to make the playoffs. I don't know, man. I'm looking at their, their like I'm looking at the Patriots schedule right now. It's it's a little tough. I mean, you got New Orleans, you got Tampa. Uh, New Orleans might not be that tough. Dallas, yeah. Cleveland, Tennessee, Indianapolis. <laughs> hey. 
There's there's some tough games there, and then your division. So you got Miami twice, you got Buffalo twice. I I do feel like those are going to be some interesting games. Oh, and you have Wash. You open against Washington. And, oh, that's preseason. And Don't Bill, worry about I trust. It. Yeah. So I yeah I, I would say under. Okay. But you know, again, that's just that's just me. And again, I think for me too is I just don't know what that offense is still going to look like. I think it's going to be defensively. NFL I think the wise will be an improvement. Okay. Yeah. Um. You got Miami going second still. Yeah. Yeah, okay. for sure. Yeah, I I do look at Miami. I think their defense is still very good. I I also look at their offense. If they can take a step forward, they have the talent. They have the talent to finish number one in this division. And Tua didn't lose games. Like he was getting them W's. Yeah. It's just can they leapfrog Buffalo? No, I don't think so. Not and this year. I think the only thing that would keep them from uh, Buffalo falling out right now would be if something crazy happened to Josh Allen well, yeah, or course. that offense. Yeah, of course that stuff happens. Then. Or even the defense. If their defense starts going to crap, then they're kind of host. You can't you can't always overcome a defense all, the whole season. No. So I do agree. Um so Jets, Patriots, Miami, Buffalo. Yep. Worst to worst to best. So guys, let us know what your guys' thoughts are about the AFC East. Uh let us know if you think we uh could discuss discussed any other players. I'm always curious. We missed somebody that you guys uh, wanted us to talk about. And James, if they wanted to let us know. Where could they find us at? Yeah, uh, Twitter, Facebook, at the TFL Monsters, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, and Anchor, the Fancy Monsters, or the Fancy Monsters Podcast. Yeah, don't forget to go watch those YouTube clips, guys. Um, we put them out once a day. Uh, we love making them for you. And just, again, hit that subscribe button or that uh, little bell so you know when uh, we get a new video coming out. But uh, thanks again for listening to another week of the Fantasy Monsters with Caleb and James. We'll catch you next week. Have a good one. Forgotten, creeping in the dark, waiting for you.